0: I'm keeping my apartment at 66 degrees because I can't afford heat anymore.
1: (laughs) We really need podcast sponsors. (laughs) If you're hearing this and you are a brand, please help
0: us. Please, because I am
1: freezing. Anyway. It's
0: so cold.
1: (laughs) It's so cold.
0: It's winter. It's three degrees.
1: Yeah, there's like a foot of snow outside and it is not letting up. So So I never took down my Christmas um, stuff outside because – I think it should just be winter decorations. Outside,
0: you also mean in your apartment. You have you still have your Merry
1: Christmas banner up, babe. Don't look up there, okay? It's bad luck to take things down before Candlemas, which is February second, which was
0: yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say
1: it's uh, February third. It's February third. I'm struggling with life, okay? I'm trying my bestest. You are. And I'm very proud of you. I have a whole cleaning routine now. I take three things off the counter every day, three things off the floor every day. Like one day there won't be things to take off.
0: I love that practice. I really truly do. That's what everyone should be doing. It like really helps clear like it keeps cleaning manageable and it keeps daily tasks manageable. Exactly. Like, I no longer clean my entire house in a day because the last time I did it, I live in a one-bedroom apartment. The last time I was like, oh, I'm going to spend the entire day cleaning. It took me 12
1: hours. It's depressing, honestly. Like I, Because you have to like give up a whole Saturday just to clean your apartment. And it's just right. like... No one wants to give up uh, their weekend day to clean.
0: Yeah. So I've implemented a clean one area per day. So, like, yesterday, I cleaned my kitchen, Um, including the stove and the counters. Um, Not a deep clean, mind you, but I cleaned Mm -hmm. the kitchen. Today, I cleaned my living room. So, I picked my couch, yeah. Or rather, my living space, because my dining table is in my living room. But you know clean that's apartment life exactly
1: Um, I refer to it as my dining room and it's actually just like a small table next to my kitchen counter (laughs) yep
0: it's like oh yeah the dining area because I yeah it makes me feel fancy exactly um yeah just small breaking it up I found it has made cleaning incredibly more manageable than leaving it to die no I agree yeah I'm the same way And welcome to Cleaning with Ash and
1: Lexi. It's a new podcast where we solicit um, cleaning companies to send us product and perhaps money so then we can heat our apartments. Because heat is important. (laughs) Especially in the winter.
0: (laughs) In the winter, in the middle of February on the northeast coast.
1: Yeah. Anyway, uh, actually, welcome to an extremely goofy podcast. The hosts are still the same. My name is Lexi. I'm Ashlyn. And welcome. We've been talking about my recent trip to Walt Disney World in the past few episodes. Today is going to be the third and final installment. Thank you for coming along on this journey with us. In this episode, I want to talk about the two new restaurants that I ate in and also Disney's new mobile ordering system because I have a lot of feelings about it.
0: Yes, I have not been following up on Disney food as much as I had wanted to be at this moment. um, We just had three big events and we're still in like the parks are still not the parks, but Disney World is still going through one of those really big events, which is the 50th anniversary. Um, Uh Aha. And I just have not been following up on all of the new releases when it comes to food. So I'm very excited to hear about what you ate um, and the new restaurants that you um consumed and sat in.
1: Yes. I forgot to even put in my notes the 50th food offerings, but... Um that is happening. <laughs> Basically <laughs> yes. every like every quick service restaurant has like a 50th anniversary special right now. And oh, I think they're okay. like rotating. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And they're like rotating in and out new foods, it seems like, because I see like new press releases every once in a while announcing something new. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool.
0: I wonder how one often they're switching products out or if it's based on consumer reaction
1: yeah that's a good question. I don't know. I know some things haven't released like on days that they were supposed to release, which like I don't know if that's supply chain or like confusion like I don't know what is contributing to that, but mm-hmm. that's the rumor on the street. okay.
0: well, I'm interested to hear about what you
1: specifically ate and what offerings there were when you were there. So I think I only had a couple like fiftieth like specific dishes
0: <laughs> while I was there. Did you eat anything that we had? um commented on in a previous episode
1: no but i did learn all about the pizza window
0: the pizza window
1: remember we talked about the Viennapoli pizza window oh yes yes and we were like is this the same pizza that's served inside of the restaurant yes the answer is no it's not it's totally different pizza we are big brain i know I know the pizza at the pizza window is like a Detroit style, so it's like Mm. a thick, like a thick crust, like sauce on top, and then um, the pizza inside Viennapoli is obviously like the like what do you call it? Like the brick oven, like something like that. So yeah, it's different. I asked a cast member because I was like, I need to get intel for my podcast. (laughs) Did you actually say that? No, but but I should have. I should have like whenever I was there, I was like, man, we need to get business cards made, and I can just like drop them around.
0: Yeah. Like gorilla marketing. Honestly, all of the children though running around would just take it and like stuff it up their nose. So maybe yeah. no, that's
1: probably a good idea that that didn't happen. Yeah, I always like mark our episodes as explicit whenever I release them because I know that we curse it like inevitably
0: every single time. It's just part of my vocabulary.
1: I'm just trying to keep the children safe, you know.
0: Yeah, you're looking out for the future.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So I learned about the Viennapoli pizza window. My first night there, I ate a cosmic rays. Oh God. <laughs> Much to your chagrin. I do remember that. It was like a horrible experience. I told you,
0: I told you, I told you, I told you. And I hate telling
1: you <laughs> that I told you, but I know about cosmic rays. I've always enjoyed cosmic rays until this experience. Um, But I got like one of the 50th specials. So they have like, I think they have two things, or at least they did whenever I was there. And one was like a burger that has like Cheeto dust on top of the bun. And I was like, that's going to murder me. And then-
0: That was not the option you had picked.
1: No, I did not go with that. I went with the like 50th anniversary barbecue chicken sandwich. Okay. It was like, (sighs) so whenever I was a kid, I like went through like a big, like barbecue chicken sandwich phase. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, you know, you just bought it in, like, the, like, refrigerator section and, like, warmed up in the microwave, and that's, like, literally what this was. Like, it was identical. Oh, no.
0: Yeah. That's so annoying and pretty sad because, like, that meal definitely cost you $20. Oh, yeah. Um, and that probably was not what you had wanted. Mm-mm. Coming from someone who actually enjoys eating at Cosmic Gray's. <laughs> I normally just get the chicken nuggies. So, like, that was my
1: mistake. That was definitely your mistake. And it's I, a very just, unfortunate mistake, though, because. I know. I was just trying to, like, carpe diem and, like, get, you know, one of the 50th things, and it was, like, not that great. Did it come with sides? It came with fries. Shrug. Oh. Okay. I ate so many French fries while I was there. Um, a really good hack that yeah. I've learned
0: is um the kids meals. The kids meals come with a lot of stuff. Um, and I did hear a rumor that the CMs wouldn't let you order a kids meal if like you didn't have a child with you because they technically are for ages four to twelve. But I'm pretty sure that's just at sit down restaurants. Um, yeah. And not at quick service, but quick service, kids' meals. Um, the last time I had a – I had ordered one, it came – I got, like, a mac and cheese, but it was mac and cheese. It had apple slices. Pretty sure it also came with fries. There was apple juice, and um, I got a water. Oh, my gosh. That's a lot of bang for your buck. It is because it's, like, $8, I think, and you get so much food, and it's, like, the perfect snack slash, like, park portion. Um Yeah. Especially for midday because you don't want to overstuff yourself with food. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Okay. Now, okay. I didn't put this in my notes either, but now that we're talking, like I have all these food memories coming back to me. (laughs) So like, I think like the, I think COVID has been really, really bad for food in parks. Back before COVID, they used to like freshly make sandwiches. Okay. Like they would like make a sandwich right in front of you At Especially at the Wilderness Lodge, Roaring Fork Quick Service, Mm -hmm. they would always make the sandwich, like, fresh to order. Yes. Okay. They're not doing that anymore. They are pre-making sandwiches days in advance. Days? Days in advance and putting them in a refrigerator. And then you go and you just take it out of the refrigerator yourself. And this thing is not sealed up. Like, it's not like it's in, like, a – it's not in, like, a heat-sealed bag. It's not, like, in a closed Tupperware. Like, it's in a little cardboard box that, like, has air circulating around it. The thing has mayonnaise on it, so it's making the bread soggy. And I ate one, and after I finished eating it, I looked at the box, and it said that it was Best Buy two days ago. You're stunned.
0: I'm just thinking back to, like, when I used to work at – um, a coffee chain that sold prepackaged food that was incredibly popular, mm-hmm. and anything that had a best buy date of like that day, like that was sauce like we would tell people yes. like yeah, like that the best buy date was today, so just letting you know. But we would only, I mean, at my location specifically, that happened. Yeah. Obviously, I can't speak for the
1: rest of the chain, but, you know,
0: best Buy two days ago. Two days
1: ago. I have so many questions because it was literally Christmas week. So, like, why are they not turning over these sandwiches quicker is, like, one of my immediate thoughts. It's kind of concerning. I think that they're not selling enough sandwiches during Christmas week. Right. But, like, I'm getting one that was, like, days old. And, like, I guess that they just don't have enough cast members to, like, make stuff to order right now. So they're pre-making things, but, like, can they stop? Because it wasn't good. Did it make you ill? It didn't make me ill, but, like, I felt emotionally unwell after. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 1000%.
0: That's pretty smart. Knowing. Yeah, like, fully knowing. Like, I don't even. Unless I am sure that something is still fine. Uh-huh. Past the des- Best Buy date, I, like, will get rid of it before the best buy date because you just know like you can smell it you can smell when something goes bad or like is it I
1: don't want to take the risk
0: right exactly I already have a lot of feelings when it comes to food that I would not want to experience what you've you went through because Thank it you. honestly would not make it would it I would just not eat at the parks at that point. Like I would not be going to quick service at that point.
1: First of all, I have a very sensitive tummy. We both know this. Yes. Very um, well. I've always had a sensitive tummy. It's worse now that I'm older because it's like my anxiety impacts my sensitive tummy. Right. So like I have to be very careful now, like with what I eat and like how I eat it. And like, am I like, I need to like take my time eating and like be relaxed in a good state of mind while I'm eating it. And once I saw that my sandwich was made two days ago, best by two days ago, I mean, who even knows what day this was made. I love how I'm talking for 10 minutes about this. (laughs) Concerning. It's concerning. (laughs) It was concerning. It was really concerning. And so then after that, I like, didn't want to go back. And also, let me say, Disney sandwiches are, like, my favorite thing to get at Disney World because they have, like, the most massive bread. Mm-hmm. It's, like, yeah. it's bang for a buck, yeah. Yeah, like, they're huge sandwiches. So I was so heartbroken about this. I think, like, the only way around it is if you, like, have, like, an allergy and then you can, like, get them to, like, make it fresh. But then, like, you know, what do you want to take off the sandwich? That is a big question. Right. So, yeah, I just, like, stopped going to quick service for lunch because I was like, I don't want a nasty old sandwich that is soggy and will probably make me sick. Right. Especially when you're spending the amount of money that you're spending for said meal. Yeah. It's like, if I'm going to spend 15 bucks for lunch, like, please just make a sandwich in front of me.
0: Right. Exactly. And if not in front of me, then at least, at the very, very least, make it that morning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My mom was like, they do, they're they doing the same thing with salads. Like they are pre-packaging the salads and like putting them in the fridge. And my mom was like, can I have a fresh salad? And they were like, the ones in the fridge are fresh. And I was looking at her like, <laughs> don't do it. No. Sandwich. Yeah. No. So that was pretty rough. I think it's a COVID thing, but I like really hope it goes back to normal because that was repulsive. Yeah. And then like the other thing that they're doing now is that they're really pushing mobile ordering on people for quick service. Mm-hmm. Which I understand because of COVID. It's like less interaction with a cast member. Like you're not in the restaurant. Like I get it. You're not, you're also like not in line for as long. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just like less people in general. However, they have to fix this app for people with food allergies. Is it bad? It is litigious in my opinion like this i realize that this is like a very like niche complaint but like also like 30 million people in the u.s have food allergies so like it's also like not that rare right and the way that the app is set up now you can choose allergy safe foods but you have to only have one allergy what if you have multiple allergies
0: you would at the very very least think that like the app would pay mind or the uh ux developers would pay mind to those who have like multiple, um, common allergies. Like I know yes. a ton of people who are allergic to eggs or like nuts, right. Or like yes. nuts and like wheat or like, and obviously there's ways around that, like in terms of personal eating, but like for a company that is catering to and has thousands of people walking through
1: each day, it just it doesn't make sense to me. Thank you. This is my whole rant. So my sister is allergic to eggs and dairy. So on the app, you can choose an egg-free sandwich or a dairy-free sandwich, but you can't get an egg-free, dairy-free sandwich. Right. And it's possible that, like, you know, maybe the dairy-free sandwich is going to cover other allergies too, but it doesn't say that. So there's no way to know how safe your food is. Right. Which is scary. And those are two pretty common, like... yeah bulk um allergies yes and it's also like not that uncommon to have multiple allergies like that tends to happen like if you're like really sensitive to one food a lot of the time you react to another food right exactly and like the
0: answer to this isn't like well you should be bringing your own food
1: because dairy allergies and
0: egg allergies or you know being allergic to nuts like all of these are pretty common yes If these are super common
1: allergies, that's not very inclusive. No, it is not. We are not repping that inclusion key right now. No, not at all. Like, the whole way that they handle allergies at Disney World right now is so freaking frustrating. Like, first of all, I would say the app thing is, like, such an unnecessary risk for Disney to be taking from a legal standpoint because it's, like okay, are we just going to rely on, like, random cast members have EpiPens on them that they're going to administer? Or are we just, like, going to let people just, like, cross-react and die to foods, (laughs) you know? like. And it's
0: weird because, like, I think that concern is only at quick service. But also, if you think about it, not everyone can sit at a sit-down table service restaurant. Like, I know... At table service, it's so different in that, like, you're actually telling someone, like, I'm allergic to X, Y, Z, and they will go into detail and be like, okay, can you have, like, is it okay if it's cross-contamination? Is it, like, what, like, how severe is your allergy? But because not everyone can, especially now, not everyone can eat at a table service restaurant, that same practice at table service needs to happen at quick service. Since quick service is what most people are turning to when they're at the parks.
1: Yes, they're pushing so hard for mobile ordering right now that it's like literally hard to get into a quick service restaurant and talk to a cast member. In order to get in, I had to just tell people, yeah, I'm already here to pick up a mobile order. And then they would like kind of let me pass. And then I would find a cast member and be like, we have allergies, like help us. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like so complicated. And it doesn't have to be because they could literally just make the app that like, like you can filter by multiple allergies or something. Right, exactly. Like, why can't you do that? Like, I feel like you could design that. Very, very frustrating because that is such an easy fix,
0: and I know that's that what Google I'm thinking. Has some like they have to have some of the
1: best UX developers. So yeah, it, it something is not matching up here. Something's not matching up, and I'm pretty sure it's that like nobody wanted to make the effort. Um, but like I'm not asking for them to filter by like thousands of foods, like just go like top eight allergens and like you're gonna hit like most people, you know, right. like do gluten, eggs, dairy, soy, like whatever, and then like nuts, and then just like don't have people die, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> Here's the other issue that happened with it. Whenever you order an allergy-friendly food, it has to be made by a manager in a separate space, which I understand because they're worried about cross-contamination. But the problem is they haven't figured out the system enough to bring the allergy friendly food at the same time as the rest of the order. So we kept ending up in situations where like my sister would order something and they would bring like the rest of our food and it would be like 30 minutes until she got her food. Oh no. Yeah. And it like makes no sense because like at a regular table service restaurant, like they understand how to like time food and like bring the whole party's food at once. But Like for some reason, like at quick service now, they're just like, no, you have to wait half an hour while everybody else eats and looks at you. If they
0: do have to have a manager prepare said special food, I think that would mean that more people who are at the manager level need to
1: be working at quick service restaurant. Mm hmm. I think that that's a huge part of it. They're probably, like, freaking out trying to find a manager to, like, you know, make a dairy-free sandwich. But, like, I don't know why we can't, like, train people and then, like, drop food at the right time. Right. So, like, everything comes together at once. Like, it just feels, like, so bizarre. It
0: also shouldn't necessarily, like, that's the – there's obvi- there's another layer to that where it's, like, you're right. It shouldn't just have to be managers. Yeah. Everyone, especially in food, should be trained – how to
1: safely prepare allergen-free food. And it's it's so frustrating because it just feels like this is, like, an example of where Disney's not willing to take, like, small, reasonable steps to accommodate somebody whenever they could easily fix this by, like, making the app actually allow you to select multiple allergies, timing food so everybody's comes out at the same time so no one feels singled out. You know, like, these things aren't, like, crazy asks. It's just, like, small tweaks. Right. Like, things that should be comp- that are completely normalized yeah. everywhere else. Like, the only way we found to get food at the same time was to order the allergy-friendly food from, like, the mobile app first. And then we would, like, immediately say that we're there to pick it up. That way, by the time we, like, got to the park, made it to the restaurant, it was ready, and then we could just order the rest of our food, and then, like, it would come out in, like, a few minutes. Which is crazy. That's
0: a really
1: annoying hack that you have to out. It's the out. most annoying hack.
0: Yeah. Cause you shouldn't have to
1: do that. I know. It's like, why do I have to play these games to like just try to get my family to eat at the same time? Yeah. That's frustrating. Yeah. I just don't under like I have no understanding of like why it's this difficult for Disney to just accommodate basic common allergies. Yeah. So quick service,
0: not your favorite point this uh trip, but was there any positives to the table service restaurants that yes. you partook in?
1: And which ones did you eat in? Thank you. I ate at two new restaurants. Who? I ate at Steakhouse. Yeah, two Ooh. new restaurants. I ate at Steakhouse 71 and I ate at Space 220. You ate at Space 220? I ate at Space 220 and I... I saved, like, my Instagram story to, like, my profile because it was, like, such a dramatic day. I love that so much. Okay. So, I'll hit Steakhouse 71 first. So, this is the new Steakhouse at the Contemporary. It replaced the Wave, which I didn't like because I don't really like seafood. Um and this steakhouse is themed to the 70s Ooh. and it's supposed to, I know, and it's supposed to like emulate the same vibe that the contemporary had whenever it first opened. Wait, so like the 70s as in like dark,
0: comforting, leather pants, cool, like the cool kids vibe.
1: Yeah, it's it's super cool. Okay. Um, Aesthetically, I was just like obsessed with this place. As you enter, there are all of these black and white photos on the wall from whenever they were building Walt Disney World. Ooh, ooh. yes so they have these photos of like main street being constructed before the road was paved they have photos of imagineers studying models there's a big photo of walt with like the florida project plans um my favorite was this shot from tomorrowlands where you can see the tomorrowland speedway the original skyway and then the contemporary in the background oh yeah it was just like a really cool shot um That obviously does not – like, you could not get that today because the sky was gone. So that was awesome. Love that. The menu is based on foods and drinks that Walt and Lily enjoyed. Oh. So I'm, like, already dying. And then it was all, like, French cooking. Okay. Because apparently apparently back in the 70s – French cooking was, like, very popular and, like, very in vogue. Very nouveau. Yes. So I loved all of that. The drinks were super strong. (laughs) Um, Love that. (laughs) Love that for me. Also, if anyone has gone to
0: a Disney restaurant, like, outside of Epcot, because it's kind of well-known that Epcot drinks are really strong, but every restaurant, Disney makes their drinks so strong. I know. So, so strong. I passed out in Mexico once after one margarita.
1: Yeah, I was halfway through my drink at dinner, and I was, like, so tipsy. Yeah. I was like, God, I'm such a lightweight because I'm like, half of the drink, but I think that they're just really strong. No, they're just really, really strong.
0: I also remember getting a drink at, at Coral Reef, had, like, maybe four sips, and I think I was already tipsy, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. It's dangerous. It is dangerous. I remember getting a jaw, a
1: Joffrey's and I think it had Bailey's oh. in it. Done. I know the exact one. Yep. I know the exact one you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. That thing. I was like,
0: this is going to be fine. This is going to be great. No, I was not I fine. I was not fine at all. Yeah. You get Liddy on the titty
1: really fast on that one.
0: Dummy fast. Intense. It's very strong. Yeah. At least you're getting bang for your buck in that respect though.
1: That's true. And I love Joffrey's coffee. That's my fave.
0: (laughs) I love... I haven't had the Joffrey's in so long. Tell me more about
1: Contemporary. What'd you get? Okay. So I had a Caesar salad. Mm -hmm. I had um, chicken, which was fantastic, but gave me a wicked migraine within like 30 minutes, which tends to happen to me after I have French cooking for some reason. I think it's... I don't know what they put in French cooking. I'm not... I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know. I'd love to take a French cooking class um, and like understand what is setting me off, but... Yeah, I don't know. I was way sick that night. I was deep in the drugs trying to survive, uh, but whatever. It was still worth it. And then I had um, a chocolate cake that had like 11 layers or something ridiculous, and I couldn't Ooh. finish it, but it was quite good.
0: Ooh. Yeah. I mean, 11 layers of chocolate cake is a lot.
1: Yeah. Or maybe it was what? seven. I don't know. It, it was supposed to have the number of layers that the contemporary has floors, it, you know, which is a cute idea. I love that. Yeah. Love that idea. It's just it's giving me Matilda giving you what Matilda <laughs> oh my god I hate that scene that gave me nightmares as a child oh I
0: hate that scene so much it makes yeah. me
1: still to this day sick to my stomach yeah uh, but anyway I highly recommend it I loved it I loved the vibe I loved the history I love the menu I thought it was so thoughtful if you're a Disney nerd you will freak out in there because I was freaking out um if I go back I'll probably get a steak but I was like On the hunt for I've been on the hunt for a dupe for the Wilderness Lodge. Um what was oh god, what did it used to be called? The restaurant that they used to have before it turned into Snow White. I never ate Artist Point. Point. Yes. Artist Point. That's okay. I think I was the only person who ever ate there and that's why it turned into the Snow White dining. Yeah. But they used to have this like crispy um chicken dish there oh. that was like the best thing on earth and this one was very similar to it but it did make me like sick as shit so I probably won't get it again <laughs> but um it was good until the pain yes yes yeah okay but then the peace de resistance I went to space 220 you went to space 220 and
0: I had seen reviews of others going to Space 220 before you had gone to Space 220. Yes. And I think we kind of kiki a little bit on like, okay, with the price of the menu, like, is it worth it? Because I feel like it would, <laughs> when we were talking about it, I think I was like, I, this just this feels like Soarin'. Okay. That might have been the commentary, but I don't know because it was such a long time ago. But was it worth it?
1: Okay. So people who listen to this podcast but don't know me, like, outside of this wouldn't know this, but I am a huge space nerd. I love sci-fi. I love rockets. I love Star Trek. I like sh- shiny stuff in the sky. Everything um, Star Wars. I don't know anything about Star Wars. Seems nice. <laughs> uh, seems like a fun time. I don't know. Um, so anyway, I love space. So the prospect of eating at a space station was a must-do for me, and in my opinion, the experience was worth it, but the food is not. Oh yeah. So I had a lunch reservation, which is cheaper. Yes. It's like 55 per person for lunch. And does, is it the same menu as dinner? I don't remember. So it's my same menu, but you only get two courses instead of three. Okay. So yeah. So you just don't get dessert. No dessert. Honestly, I would have preferred to have skipped my appetizer, I think, and, like, just gotten, like, entree and dessert. But, like, they don't let you do that. Ugh. Um, I know. And drinks aren't included. Oh, okay. And it's, like, $12 for a drink. Right. So minimum you're
0: spending $60, 70 for lunch.
1: You really are. You really are. I think the experience of eating in this restaurant is just, like, breathtaking. Like, it is so heavily themed. I would love to know the budget to do this. <laughs> um, I, I think it's like the best theming Disney has done since like Mount Everest. Real. Um, it's just intense. Like, it's just like you are in it. Like, you are in space. Did it feel like Chuggy though? No. You like it felt realistic. It felt realistic to me. Like, I okay, so you come in to the restaurant, it's by spaceship. Uh, no, it's by mission space. You go inside. There's Mm -hmm. like a little lobby and they give you a ticket for the space elevator. And then you have to – the space elevator. You wait for the space elevator to come. You go inside the space elevator. There's screens on like the floor and the ceiling where you can watch things happening as you like lift off and it is so incredible because like you look down and you see florida get smaller and like the u.s and then it's like i'm in space and then it's like we're docking at the space station oh that's sick it's really cool and like my like i knew like logically like i'm probably not even moving like if i am moving i'm like going up one like story but my stomach like flipped whenever we were going up oh yeah it was really fun and then you exit the elevator and then there's like this like window that you look through and you can see like where they're like growing in quotation marks vegetables (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay so you go down this hallway and then like you finally turn the corner and then you like see the dining room and it looks out on earth and it's just gorgeous we had a really bad table so we like actually couldn't (laughs) see the earth oh no (laughs) no I know, but they, like, tried to make it so, like, yeah, there are bad tables, but they're not, like, a huge waste because, like, you can still, like, look out at space and you see, like, ships going by and, like, astronauts with jetpacks and stuff. Yeah. 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 Like, they were thoughtful about it. Mm -hmm. The experience of it was really incredible, but I would say the menu was kind of weak. Like, I think they could have done a lot better of a job because, like, there's, like, no theming. It's like, why am I eating chicken in space? Like, this doesn't make sense.
0: Right. Like, I remember briefly (laughs) looking at the menu and being like, oh, okay, this is nice. But like, because there's no theming and it's kind of just like, uh, it's all like dishes that seem really good, but also just seem to be modern American dishes. Exactly. It's like you can eat a
1: cheeseburger. Yeah. Like, you're really paying for the experience. You really are. And like, that's what I would say, like going in, like, like you're going for the experience because the food itself was like kind of bland. It's like, I'm eating a salad and chicken, you know, like.
0: What is –
1: oh, right, because you got the salad and chicken. No, that's what you got at – I got it both places. I got it both places. Well, I got the chicken here because I was going to the airport right after, and I was like, I don't want to, like, upset my sensitive tummy.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, so I was like, the chicken's probably, like, a safe choice, but it, like, wasn't that good. It was really dry, too. I don't
0: like ordering chicken at restaurants because, like, it is such
1: a – contentious protein yeah I agree I don't honestly I don't like ordering it and I don't like cooking it so like I think I just don't like chicken but like yeah, oh well I, I think you've come to the conclusion <laughs> I'm kind of trying to like go back to just like being a vegetarian honestly <laughs> like the past few weeks I've been like I think I just like don't like me and that's okay and I should just like accept yeah it. I mean like they're the only things that I eat that are meat are like bacon I love mm-hmm. pork I love pork too
0: but, like, I'll only eat a, like I'll only eat beef if it's, like, ground beef for meatballs or, like,
1: yeah in
0: egg rolls, some gyoza. But most of my, like, roll type or dumplings are, like, pork.
1: Um, yeah. But anyway, I think it's worth it for the experience of it. I'll definitely go back. But what I'm going to do next time is I discovered you can walk up and ask for, for like, the wait list for the bar. Mm-hmm. And they have a daily wait list, so you don't need to, like, make a reservation. You just, like, show up. And you can still order food off the menu, but it's not, like, prefixed anymore. So you can just get whatever you want. Yeah. So I think next time I'll just, like, go for the bar, like, get a drink and a dessert and, like, look at space. Yeah. That's, like, a very perfect, like, pause to the day. Yeah, I agree. So I would say definitely do it for the immersion. But, like, food-wise, you're probably going to be disappointed. So at least you're letting the people know now. I'm just preparing you guys, like you're flushing $55 down, but like, you know, you'll get to experience space. Yeah. And that's
0: awesome. It's for so much cheaper than trying to actually go to
1: space. So. Actually, maybe that's how we frame it. It's like, okay, like have millions of dollars and go into space with one of these billionaires, or like pay $55 and go see simulated space in Epcot. Like, eh. We sometimes the simulation might just be the better option. It might be, might be. You're not going to die unless you have a food allergy. Then they might fuck it up. But yeah. no, nah, I feel like they figure it out at table service. <laughs> at table service, I think they got it made. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that concludes my Disney trip report, I think. You're going to miss my report, aren't you? I am going to miss your reporting. Um, <laughs>
0: Mostly I am – And I know that it's like really truly not the end of your reporting because I feel like you're just going to continue to unlock memories that had happened. Probably, Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed a first look of someone's trip. Obviously, I'm stoked that it's yours, but I'm I haven't really spoken to anyone who has taken such a long break from going to Disney World and then returning to Disney after such a long period of time. Um, I do have a handful of friends who usually do go once a year, but when they had gone, it was earlier in 2021. So it was definitely a little more sus and a wildly different experience than you did. Like you actually seem to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, And I love that. And so I'm really happy to have heard you know, everything that had happened on your trip. And I'm glad that in the end, it was a good trip for you.
1: Aw, good. I'm, I'm glad that you didn't hate hearing about it so much. No, I can <laughs> listen
0: to you talk about your Disney trips forever. Aw, One, thanks. because it's you. Two, because I haven't Aww. gone to Disney World
1: in like seven years at this point. We have to go. We have to go. And hopefully they're making sandwiches, like, from scratch again, like, fresh. Because, I mean.
0: Totally lied. It wasn't seven years. It was four years ago.
1: Oh, okay. That's not that bad.
0: No, it's not. But I didn't get to have the full experience. I was only there for, like, two days, I think. And I had gone to Epcot and to Magic Kingdom. And on the day that we went to Epcot, I was dying half the day. Because every time I got a – every time we ate, I got a drink. And I passed out immediately. So,
1: Well, yeah, we've all had that experience at Epcot at least once. Yeah, I had a good trip. Like, since I've been there last, there had been so many changes to the parks from COVID and like Genie Plus and like mobile ordering and new rides and restaurants. But despite how different it was, I really had a lot of fun and. I know that we're critical of Disney a lot on this podcast, and I do think that that's warranted because I think that we should always be pushing the things that we love and enjoy to be better. Right. But (laughs) So I don't really have any regrets about that. But Mm -hmm. um, despite like the constructive criticism that I have, I still had a really wonderful vacation, and I left the parks the way that I always do, which is feeling inspired and joyful and... Remembering who I am. That's all you could ever ask for. I know. It's why Disney always draws me back. Yes. And I love that. And that is
0: why we still love Disney the way that we do. Like there are pockets of magic that can be found everywhere, especially when you're at Disney. Well, thanks for sharing your experience, Ash. Um, I hope that no one else misses um, your reporting.
1: Have you been to Disney parks recently? And if so, what do you think of all the changes?
0: Let us know. Super curious. I just like hearing everyone's um, own experiences, especially since it can be so wildly varying, especially at this time. Mm -hmm. You can let us know on our Twitter or on our Instagram. Send us a DM. I know we have been talking about our Discord pretty often over the last couple of weeks, but we are finally, finally, finally going to finalize setting it up um and we are aiming for the end of february there so come join us word vomit your thoughts and other than that thank you so much for listening all of our links will be in the description
1: yep thank you bye (laughs) okay thanks ash (laughs) what did you want me to say